Welcome to Phil Interrupted. Are you out of your damn mind? You get to drink from the fire hole. This is an embarrassment of this face. What? What's the matter, shit? You got wax in your ears. Hello and welcome to Film Erupted. This is the show where I get to do whatever I want without having to deal with the constant antics of Derek Batacek. I am your host, Phil Allen, and I do welcome you to the show. Hey guys, what's up? I'm really glad to have you here today. Today we're going to talk about and listen to uh, many of the songs that I have written over the years. A little known secret that I have uh, that I have talked about briefly in the past is that I have written a lot of music over the course um, of the years, and there's some some songs I want to play for you tonight. Tonight is really going to be, uh, or today, whenever you're listening, is really going to be an insight into Phil. It's really going to be an insight into me. You're going to learn a lot about me um, from all the different tracks that I've written, remixes I've done, and just different things that I've done musically. Music was always a huge, huge, huge part of my life. I've got all sorts of CDs and albums and different things that I've done, which which I want to share with you guys tonight, and I think that will be a lot of fun. Real quick, I just want to say last episode was the UHF episode with my good friend Matt, and Smash did uh, a horrible, horrible job of washing his car. I don't know if you heard that episode, but man, a horrible job. So Smash is, uh, I, I've put him down, back is shut down. I can't, I can't stand him. He's, he's a terrible car washer, terrible robot. He sucks so, so bad. So what? Who cares? Whatever. So let's move on to today's episode. As I said, it's uh, music that I have done. Now, when you hear that, you say, well, what do you mean by that? So when I was a kid, my brother was very into music. My brother is nine years older than me, and he was a musician, you know, going through uh, high school and things like that. He would be, he was a singer in a band. He also played keyboard and played piano, and he's a very talented guy. And I sort of took uh, like, I guess my wings under him, you know, like he showed me a lot of things about how synthesizers worked and how sampling worked and how you could build tracks. And I, I definitely owe so much to him as to what I learned going forward. And I guess, I guess it all kind of started when he gave me one of his old, like Casio keyboards. I mean, this is going way back in the day and I thought it was so cool. And I started messing around, hitting the notes, playing with the different beats, and I'd build these really awful songs that I thought were super cool at the time. And it sort of progressed from there. It became a major, major hobby of mine. So much in that I joined a bunch of bands when I was in high school, and I did a lot of solo work. So what I'm going to play for you tonight is a bunch of the solo songs that I wrote pretty much by myself. A few of them I collaborate with a few of my friends, which I will uh, talk about and give them credit. But most of this is by myself. And music was like a great escape for me at the time. I don't write too much music anymore because having three kids and a very busy life, which many of you will understand, I just don't really have time for that anymore. But when I was younger, man, writing music was one of the most important things in my life. And it, it characterized who I was, the different types of songs and beats. 
some of the tracks were very upbeat, like techno-ish. Like everything is electronic, electronica. Everything was off keyboards and synthesizers. Like I didn't play guitar or anything like that. And I came from a musical background and that my mother was a piano player. She used to play at the high school and she was like, you know, the woman who would play all the songs and people would sing to the choruses and stuff like that, the choir or whatever. So my mom was very good at playing the piano. So I grew up with that. And then my brother, as I said earlier, also uh, got into music and bands. So I grew up with this and it sort of um, just came naturally to me to try and learn music and mess around with music. So I was um, not exactly like you could say classically trained. How I my mom did give me some lessons when I was young and taught me some of the basics of how to play piano, some of the chords, the notes, things like that. But I never really grasped it. Like I can't read uh, you know, music, like read, you know, like they have the paper with all the notes. I can't read that and understand what's going on. <laughs> like I just I never got that part of it. Everything that I did was trial and error. And I built my knowledge of music through that, through what sounded good. Trial and error. Try it over and over and over again. If it doesn't sound good, try it again. Go back and play it again. Try this beat again and keep working on it until it sounds good. Because I knew what sounded good. And, I mean, you'll listen to my songs as we go forward. And some of them you may really enjoy. Some of them you may not like. But that's kind of the fun of it, is I've tried so many different styles, and I'm going to say this throughout the podcast, but if I played you every song I've ever done, I've tried every genre that's pretty much out there in electronic music, and some of them were successful, some of them weren't. I'm going to sort of pick out some of my favorites, or some of the most interesting ones to play for you, and we're going to go through sort of the progression, and I'm going to talk about the various, like I said, albums and CDs that I did. And I actually have them in front of me, and uh, they got the artwork and everything. Like, I was really into making a whole, like, production out of each CD, and I would spend a lot of times, a, a couple years, a few years, putting together CDs. Like, it would take me a long time, as if it was, like, a real production, you know, like, really going to go out live to the masses. And I'd spend a lot of time and effort doing this in my spare time. It was just, like I said, it was my hobby. It was my passion. And I've got a lot of fun stuff to play for you. What I want to do right here in the beginning is I want to start with one of my favorite songs that I've done. I want to start out with a song uh, that I did with a guy from Norway. And it's a really great track that we collaborated on. And uh, I think you're going to like it. I hope you do. Like Again, this is very like techno, electronic oriented. And I'm going to play a lot of other stuff going forward past the song uh, that's, that's unique and different. And uh, it's going to be, like I said, like a real soul search. That's not the word I'm looking for. But a real depth. That's not the word I'm looking for. You're really going to learn about me, I think, in this episode. So without any further ado, I think I'm going to play the first song. The first song is called The Supporter. Uh, this is a song I, I did, again, with a guy in Norway. We collaborated, sending each other uh, different parts of the song until the final product came together. And I absolutely love, 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 love this track. So I wanted to start with one of my favorite songs first before I play you a couple of kind of crappy ones as we 
go through the evolution of Phil's music and the way he learned how to program and write music and produce music. So you hear the sound quality will get better as we go on and things like that. So stay tuned and, uh, you know, don't, don't, don't tune out. I hope you enjoy some of these songs. So let's start with the supporter. Really cool track. I hope you guys enjoy this one.
I always really liked how that song sort of faded out and just got kind of like dreamy there towards the end with a lot of reverb and that was something we did on purpose again i did that with an artist in norway and it was really interesting sending the track back and forth between us and coming up with the final product he wrote a a good chunk of that song to begin with and sent it to me and i went crazy remixing it and and reformulating it i guess into a full-length track little secret behind that song he sent me, it was, I believe, only a 90-second sample of it. And I worked it and added sound effects and drum beats and really remixed the hell out of it. And like I said, I went back and forth a couple times until we came up with that final product. And that is, without a doubt, probably in my top three favorite songs I've ever done. So I hope you liked it. I love it. For some reason, that track always holds a very special place in my heart is just a a really interesting song and the way it came together i just love it i don't know how else to put it uh and the next song i'm going to play for you is the very first song that i ever really wrote i had written a couple of tracks that were horrible on a casio keyboard before this and this was the first one that i recorded using like midi and stuff like that like whoa i can record stuff and play it back and because everything else was like live before and it was terrible so this next track i want to say i did in 1996 all right i'm dating myself there i think i did this in 1996 it's called the sky has no limits and i guess i, I named it that because it was the first song i ever wrote I'm guessing that's what I was thinking at the time. This track is awful. It's so bad. Like, I I almost feel bad playing it as the second song ever. So you're going to be like, oh, God. Like, Phil, this stinks. Why are you forcing me to listen to this? But you'll never understand the progression of me musically if you don't hear the first, like, real written recorded song that I ever did. And so many things are wrong with this track. The timing is terrible. There's a thing called synchronization and actually playing stuff on beat, which is really important when you're writing music. And when I first started, I wasn't good at writing stuff on beat. So when you hear the song, tons of things are just terribly, terribly written they're not lining up. It doesn't sound like you'll listen to it and you'll be like, that doesn't sound right. Oh God, that doesn't sound right either. I'm aware of that. This was the first song I ever really put together. I remember having it on a cassette. I had to record it on a cassette and I was showing it to my parents and my friends being like, look, I wrote a song and they were like, oh, it's great, Phil. But they probably were like, this is terrible. You know, you're, I was, a, I believe a freshman or a sophomore in high school. So I was just learning the ropes, I guess you could say. All right, enough warning there. This song sucks, but check it out. It's called The Sky Is No Limits, first song I ever really wrote and recorded. that the percussion does not match. (laughs) 
terrible, terrible beat matching and mixing here by me. listen to this nowadays and I'm like what are some of these sounds I'm using and why is nothing timed together everything's out of sync I even remember when I wrote this track because it was my brother's, re- he had this awesome synthesizer, and he was like, "Yeah, you can, you can use it, you know, like whenever." And this is me writing music, and it had 16 different channels that I could record on. Only 16. That's it. I couldn't do any more than that. So each sound is on its own channel, and I was just like, "All right, I'm gonna try and put something together here." And, like, it's an epic fail, you know, obviously. But going back as being my first stab at a song, it's not the worst thing, I guess, that could have been put together. But it's definitely embarrassing hearing it now, but it is very nostalgic. Terrible breakdown. Terrible breakdown. Um, Listen to this. This percussion is so poorly timed. It's not in rhythm at all. Oh, man. What a trip down memory lane this is. So bad. I promise you, it will get better. Excessively long build up here. Like, when will this track end? said I remember recording this piecing it all together and then doing a final record where I you know I pressed record on that tape cassette and I was so proud of it at the time and I brought it back downstairs to my 
my parents' big stereo down in our living room. I pressed play on that cassette. I said, here, Mom, listen to this song I just wrote. And she was so nice. She was like, it's so good. It's not good. It's not good, Mom. But thank you. I guess you have to start somewhere, right? And how I feel listening back to this so many years later, it's like, this track is never-ending. What makes some of the best songs is that you you build and you build and you get done what you need to. You don't drag it out forever. This song is so dragging out, Phil. said I was really just learning how melodies work I was really learning how percussion works this drum is terrible here oh I was really just learning how to build songs I'm sorry you guys have to listen to this this is uh, painful it's painful for me too this is a, this is a painful song think that I only had 16 channels that I could use because going forward there are some songs my god I must have used I don't even know hundreds like so so many different sound effects and songs and going back and listening to this one where I could only use 16 different channels only 16 different sounds I could use to build a song pretty incredible to think about how limited I was at the time and the technology and and just my own knowledge at the time all right thank you for bearing with me and getting through the first song I ever really wrote. Now, after that, I started to really experiment with music. So I learned on uh, like this synthesizer, like I said, with only 16 channels. And then I started to experiment with a lot of different types of... Oh God, I don't even know how to describe this. I became very, very, very experimental. And I sort of put together a CD during the course of high school and the whole CD was based on being made for sleep. I don't know if that makes any sense. I wanted the CD to be extremely relaxing. So it was almost like a relaxation CD relaxation CD. 
and it was made to help people go to sleep. I know that sounds insane. You're like, what? What were you doing? I have a lot of weird concept albums, which I'm going to talk about (laughs) the different ones I've done going forward. But this one was made towards sleep, and it was called The Awakening of Life. And I have it right here in front of me. It's a CD. Oh, I just... I opened it and the CD fell out. You can probably hear that. It was made in 1999 is when I finished it. And it's got some different tracks on it. I think it only has, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven tracks on it. That's it. And it was made to go to sleep, as I said before. It was a relaxation CD. So I'm not actually going to play anything off this because everything off this CD uh, will put you to bed. And quite frankly, most of it is pretty dreadful, pretty terrible. So I'm going to move on to the next CD that I put together, which I'm picking up right now. The next CD that I did was called The Lily of the Valleys. And this one was a concept album. Like at the time, I was very artistic. (laughs) I was very artistic, and I wanted to make an album about the life of a flower. Whoa, so artistic, Phil. Whoa. Yeah, I know, right? And so the first song is called Born. Second song is called Waiting. Third song is called Moving, like the flowers growing. Third song, the the flowers mature. Fifth song is called The Adult Life of the Flower, or Adult Life. Sixth song is called Bloom, so the flower finally blooms. Seventh song is called Fade, so the flower is dying eighth song is called death and then the ninth song is called born the reprise so the flower you know it regrows itself the next spring whatever i thought it was super cool that i would do this concept album and it took me two years to write this cd and uh so this i finished this in 2002 and i'm gonna play two songs off of this cd this album, whatever you want to call it. Even though this album was only given to my friends and family. Obviously, it's not released or anything like that. You know, <laughs> obviously not. But the song I'm going to play for you next is called Bloom. And Bloom, to a lot of my friends, is my best song. People love this track. It was what had happened. So let, me, let me get back to basics here. I wrote the song initially. And I wrote lyrics to it. And most of my music does not have any lyrics to it. I wrote lyrics. And initially, I sort of sang, talked the lyrics into the song. And it never quite sounded right. It was never really what I envisioned. I'm not a good singer. I don't have good pitch. I don't have good tone. I can't sing. And I didn't like the way that it came out. I had a friend named Derek Furman, who's a very successful musician, He writes, he produces music for successful artists that you hear on the radio. He's a very, very talented guy. Got so far into the music industry. That's what he does for a living. Extremely talented guy named Derek Furman. And I collaborated with him on this track called Bloom. And he sings in it. And he did such an amazing job. I remember taking this track to him and saying, here are the lyrics. Played it for him. Said, this is how I envision the song to go. And he was like, oh, okay, all right. And then he was like, I'm going to go into the recording studio and I'm going to record it. And what he came out with was 8 trillion times better than what I had envisioned with how he sang to the song. I wrote all of the music that you're about to hear. 
all of it, drum beat, everything. And again, this is early on. This is only 2002. But his singing really made this song come together. I thank Derek Furman a thousand times for really completing the song. Without him, Bloom would be an absolute nothing track. And again, like I said, all my friends and family, this is without a doubt one of their favorite songs. Whenever they say, oh, let's, hey, Phil, play some of your old music. They always call for Bloom to be included. So uh, again, I'm going to play Bloom right now, and uh, I hope you like it. So yeah, let's, let's play Bloom.
What a trip down memory lane listening to Bloom. Wow. Uh, in case you didn't understand the lyrics there to that song, they were Day like a stain, train my thoughts to leave you out, wondering if you're right, moments like this could kill. My sky is black, push to the stars, push to the light. My fade drags out like a song, a fairy tale. The pictures and words hiding the truth, the shining faith, and I lose hope to fill this life completely. Tomorrow is just a cry away. The tears flow. Save it for a raining day. I'm no more and no less than you, and I feel the hearts of a thousand men singing out to the feet of God. She makes me want to bloom. So there you go. That was the track Bloom, and uh, we're going to move on to a very different, very basic track called Fade, uh, which is also on this uh, Lily of the Valleys album. Fade is a song that I distinctly remember writing. This track I wrote, it was around 2 a.m. in the morning, and I stayed up way too late as a teenager, and I was like inspired for whatever reason. And I put down this this bass uh, part of the song, which you'll hear. It's like dun 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 dun. That's a terrible rendition of it, but that's the base of it. And I put that down, and then I played over top of it. So everything in this song is played live, and it's very low key. And I don't really know how else to describe. It's very atmospheric. Very, very different from some of the other songs that I played already. Just very basic, very, like I said, fade. The flower in this concept album, the flower is dying, so it's fading away. It's fading away. And the song is called Fade, so I'm going to play it right now for you. Thank you. 
It's very low key, right? Very, very low key. Now you notice towards the end of that song, starting like, and you thought the song may build at that point and finally have like a beat and get more uh, involved, but it, it doesn't. It just stops. It's like a fake because when flowers die, they don't come back. So that was the whole idea. Again, the concept album. I did that in quotations. The concept album is that the flower was fading. And that's what that song was supposed to represent. I've always sort of had a special place uh, for that song in my heart. And that it's, like I said, it, most of it was played live. And it was really late at night. And I remember I had blinking green Christmas lights in my room at the time. So there's these bring, all it was was green lights in my room blinking. And I'm playing this on a keyboard thinking I'm being so cool and playing something so like unique and different from what everybody else was listening to. It was creating art. And that was how I felt at the time. Again, coming back to this so many years later, it's kind of funny that I was like feeling that way at the time, but that's the evolution of Phil's music. You know, that's, that's what I was doing at the time. I was being so deep and creative and, uh, we're going to move on here to another song. And this song is called Endeavor. And you'll hear in the song, there's a vocal track that says Endeavor. And it repeats. I cut it up. And this song, I was just starting out in college in Hawaii. And I went to college in Hawaii, if you didn't know. It was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. And I was really trying to experiment with new different things. And this song is very much very techno very very techno -y. like it's even too techno-y for me like the beat is kind of aggressive some of the sound effects are very aggressive but I, I you know it's okay it's not one of my better songs but I felt like I should include it this song I distinctly remember actually playing for a class in college and I was doing a presentation and along with my presentation I played this song behind me and I remember telling everybody, oh, this is a song I uh, I wrote. And everyone's like, oh, you wrote the music behind your presentation? I was like, I did. <laughs> I did. And uh, when, the, when I finished my presentation, it was like some sort of PowerPoint presentation or something. I don't even remember what it was about. The professor was like, hey, can you play that song again for us to listen to without you like talking over it? So I played it. And, uh, you know, there was much rejoicing. People loved it. No, really, it's, this isn't one of my better songs, but I'll include it just because it's part of, like I said, the evolution uh, of where I went musically. So I'll play the song right now. It's called End Ever.
as you could hear, it's very electronic. It's got a lot of high-pitched sounds and a driving drum beat that does not stop. It just keeps pumping throughout that entire song, just pumping, pumping. Just keeps going and going and going. So it was an interesting track, I guess, that I wrote at the time. And the next one I want to play is, uh, well, that song, Endeavor, was off a CD that I did called 10 New Messages. 10 New Messages was 10 new songs. So I thought it'd be cool to call the CD 10 New Messages. And uh, I finished this CD in 2004. So it took me about two years to write this. And I was in Hawaii uh, going through college when I wrote this entire CD. And there's the songs on this CD are polar different from each other like each song is so different and so unique from the last one totally different styles totally different tempos some are fast some are slow some are aggressive some are ambient it's all over the freaking place and this next track i'm going to play for you i guess is kind of one of the highlights of this cd in that it's one of the only songs that has me doing the lyrics like not singing, but it has me doing the vocals for the song. I don't do vocals in my tracks. As you'll hear going forward, it's done by other people, whether it be remixes or like I had that other guy, Derek, singing them. Not Derek from Breaking Bad, check. another Derek. I have other people do the vocals because I can't sing. I can't sing at all. But in this track, I tried to. It was the first time I was like, I'm going to try to put my voice in the song. The song is called Evil Live. Now, I'll read out the lyrics for you uh, before the song starts, unlike how I did in Bloom, so you can hear what the lyrics actually are before you hear the song, and maybe it'll register uh, a little better. And the lyrics are as follows. Ordinary life is a drag, and you are good enough to make it. Take a look back, but you can never look again. If you choke me out of your life, don't expect me to come back. It's like you never changed. It was my fault, and I won't take it back. It's an evil life. Long hair falls like a waterfall, with church bells ringing at night. I could almost see your face, and I'd meet you in the moon. I can see the future, but what does this tell me today? Junk my mind like an eclipse from up above. Smiling faces and these beautiful places... A river of energy. Come on, come on, come on. I hold back everything I've felt. I cannot hope to save everything I've lost along the way. It's an evil life. Like a dream, I find comfort in this. A hole in the wall to dust off my caved-in eyes. This feels like I'm a gentle wave. Come on in. The door is always open. So when you hear the song, you will hear those exact lyrics... But it's a long song, so I think this is like an eight or nine minute song. So bear with me, and uh, I guess just uh, endure evil live and this unique track in Phil's uh, discography.
kind of uh, an epic track to some degree. That song has so many sound effects. Remember how I talked about earlier I only had 16 uh, channels to put sound effects in? Evil Live, I think, is one of the records. In fact, I think there's too many sounds in that song. It becomes cluttered at times. There's too much going on. I should have kind of probably simplified it, which is something during the progression of my music that you will hear is that I start to simplify things and simplifying things makes it much easier to listen to in that track. Oh my God, do I have sounds going on? I think I, I don't remember exactly because it's been so long since I did that. I'm guessing there were probably at least a hundred different channels of sound effects in that song. At least I had uh, my friend Jamie, uh, my friend Jamie, who uh, did the some of the earlier Phil Interrupted podcasts, the ones where we talk about Ernest. We love Ernest. Ugh. Yeah, that Ernest. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that Ernest. Uh, yeah, that's my good buddy Jamie. He's an extremely talented musician, really, really great guy, and he did some of the solos at the end of that song for me. And we collaborated a little bit on that and some really abstract solos he does at the end. And I I really, really enjoyed um, that input into the song at the time. I I, I really liked doing that with him. So let's move on to another song. Now, the next song I'm going to play for you is called Nocturnal State. So I did this album that Evil Live and uh, Endeavor were on, which is called Ten New Messages. And then um, I also did a a small little remix CD of a song called 66 Miles Per Hour, which I didn't even play. I guess I should have, but I didn't include that one. I did a a bunch of remixes of that song on one CD. And then I also did a CD which has one, two, three, it has seven tracks on it, and it's called The 2004 Sessions. So these are kind of like B-sides, like songs that I, I wrote thinking... At the time, they may have... Because when you're writing songs, you think that these songs have the possibility of making it onto the CD, again in quotations, that you're writing. And these were ones that sort of didn't make the cut. So they got put onto the 2004 Sessions, which is decent. There's a couple of of good oddball songs uh, on that one, which I'm not going to play. But again, that song, Nocturnal State, which I said I'm going to play next, was on the next CD that I put together. And I was sort of writing 10 New Messages and Nocturnal State at the same time. But Nocturnal State took way longer to finish. So Nocturnal State uh, is actually also the name of the album uh, that I did. And that took from 2005 to 2008 to finish. took me three years. Uh, and like I said, I started part of that while I was writing 10 new messages. And uh, I think the only song I'm going to play off this CD, this is a very ambient CD, Nocturnal State, as the name kind of um, suggests. Most of it is very low-key. A lot of it is ambient. Took a step back from the hard-pounding techno and electronica and stepped back more into abstract sounds and unique slower beats everything is much slower uh paced on this cd and i'll play the the title track from it nocturnal state um which has a lot of interesting sound effects there's a lot of 
like, I don't even know how to describe it. Just weird sound effects. I've always been intrigued by sound effects and how transitions can go in songs. So aside from the beat and and your melody, I've always been just totally into how can I make it sound different from everything you've ever heard. So I don't even know how, I guess I'll just play the song, but like I said, there's a lot of like effects like that in the song. And you'll know as soon as you start listening to this song, what I mean by that. So let's get into uh, this next song called Nocturnal State. A little more low key on this one. Thank you. 
That song's got a couple of different sections in it, does a couple of different things. And I was still evolving at the time uh, as a musician and, and what it was I was trying to accomplish, I guess. And I would play this for friends at the time, people like that. And like, oh, it's really cool that you're experimenting and you're really trying this different music. And I would even play my music at parties that I'd have in college. And, you know, listening to that and some of the other tracks, like, oh, this is kind of weird music, you know. But it was stuff I was messing around with and uh, and trying different things. So uh, I'll play uh, one more song for you because I think I'm going to make this into a multi-part series because I think I have just way too many songs to make this into just one podcast. And in all honesty, I have so many songs that I've done that this could be like literally like a five, six part series podcast. But I'm going to try to condense it down to, I guess, two, hopefully. Uh, the next song I'm going to play for you is called Volume. And Volume was written uh, again with my friend Jamie, who I talked about before. He's very talented, piano, drum. This guy does everything. He plays every musical instrument possible. He's ridiculous. So, so good. And in this song, I wrote all the music, and I asked Jamie to write a solo for me in the second half of the song. You'll hear it like kind of winds down, and then it begins from nothing again, just piano playing. And that's my friend Jamie writing this awesome solo to finish out the whole rest of the song. It's kind of... the How I always envision the song volume is... If you've ever gone to like a... Like a department store one of those like fancy like the express i don't even know if the express is around anymore i don't think it is but like um h&m or like forever 21 like one of those kind of like uh like clothing stores you know you're browsing through the racks and i kind of think of this more of like girls like browsing through the racks looking for clothes trying things on and this music would be exactly the kind of music that would be playing overhead while you're in that store i'll play it for you and i think you'll kind of be like yeah yeah, i guess i could see that playing in um, a setting like that so again the song is called volume and it's with my friend jamie and it's got quite a build-up but it's uh it's definitely one of my favorites on a very chill level a very very chill level so uh check this one out
All right, so that was Volume. Very unique track in many ways. That song was actually written, I don't know, this, the CD that I put on came out in 2008. Not entirely sure when I wrote that. It could have been 2006, 2007 when we uh, did that song. But uh, I was always pretty pleased with it. Like I said, it's very kind of um, mechanical in a way. Uh, very Like everything is smooth. It's a very smooth, very programmed song. And I, I, I didn't want to overcomplicate that song. So I tried to keep it uh, kind of simple in a lot of ways, which I, I hope sort of came across. But I have so many more songs that I want to go through, and I'm clearly running out of time. I don't want to make this podcast too long. So I'm going to have to break this up into a a part two series or something like that. So I'm going to close this podcast out here. Uh, This is just the first part. And if you've hated some of these songs, I understand why. Because I'm learning how to write music. This is going back like two decades ago of Phil learning how to write music. So I do hope you've enjoyed what you've uh, heard musically. And some of it has... uh, been something that you're interested in but i can guarantee you that going forward in the next podcast you're going to hear a lot more music that is um much more defined not defined refined much more refined music uh if i could talk much more refined music that i think is uh more appealing to the masses as i go forward And there's even a rap track that'll be in the next podcast. And there's some different things that I try, uh, which I hope you're going to enjoy. So, you know, if you want to uh, check me out on Twitter, Phil Interrupted is Twitter. I never, ever use it. I hate Twitter. I think I'm going to erase Twitter. You can send me an email at philinterrupted at gmail.com. And with any comments, suggestions, anything like that, always appreciate to hear uh, feedback. And uh, I guess that's pretty much it. So tune in next time. I'm going to have part two of Phil's musical uh, evolution, I guess we'll call it. So, uh, yeah, can't wait to have you guys tune in next time. Uh, We're making moves here on Phil Interrupted, and we'll check you out next time. Peace out. God, listening back to some of this music, some of it is like really enjoyable and good, and some of it sucks, but some of it's good, so yeah, I don't even know.